please uh, open your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11. We've been looking at this, uh, at this section which was written to increase our faith as we learn from the examples of these men. And these first three men are sort of grouped together. You know, we, we've had Abel and uh, today we're gonna talk about Enoch, Enoch. And then um, if I do again, Noah. Um, and, and really I think what the Lord is telling us here is that the faith that we're called to today is the same faith that has always been um, our calling. And uh, so hopefully we can, we can learn even a little bit more from them. So we're actually going to back up a little bit. Um, we're going to start in chapter 10 at uh, verse 39. But we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the leaders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were formed, excuse me, framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it he, being dead, still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death, and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. So let's pray. Dear Lord, before we take communion, we want to consider what you have to say about faith in this passage. We recognize that we are mere people, but you give us a book about mere people, sinners like us, who were called to believe in you and your promises. Increase our faith by this, your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, um, you can place your ribbon in um, Hebrews 11 or put a marker there if you like, and uh, your electronic ribbon if those of you are on an electronic device, and turn back to Genesis chapter 5. Genesis chapter 5 is essentially the listing of Adam's descendants. It's the family of Adam. Uh, really, they are the patriarchs. And uh, so we're going to start reading. I'm going to pick it up with Jared at uh, verse 18. And we'll read through 24. Jared lived 162 years and begot Enoch. After he begot Enoch, Jared lived 800 years and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Jared were 962 years and he died. Enoch lived 65 years and begot Methuselah. After he begot Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Enoch were 365 years. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. 
Okay, well, so let's walk through these verses. First of all, at verse uh, 22, after he begot Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years and had sons and daughters. Well, a little bit about the timing of Enoch's life. Interestingly, when the Lord took up Enoch, all of the patriarchs listed in this, in this passage from Adam all the way to Noah were alive except for Adam and Noah. So uh, even though, um, even though the, this covers a lot of time, there's a lot of overlap. So all of, the, all of the, these patriarchs are alive except for the first one and except for Noah. Um, Adam had died just 57 years before this event. And Noah was born 69 years after. You know those big timelines that we all have for homeschooling? Those come in really handy when, when you want to look this kind of stuff up. So I thank you that the Mingonets uh, got us one. John, if you're listening, thank you for that. Okay, well, about the historical context, Calvin said that Enoch was living in a wicked time, which is reasonable because he's not that much prior to Noah. So let's just go through some dates here. Hang with me. Enoch was taken up approximately 3017 B.C., and the flood was approximately 2048 B.C. Another way to look at it is that if we, if, if we take um, 4004 B.C. as the creation of the world, Enoch was taken up 987 years after that. Um, sometimes we use the annotation A.M., Anno Monday, which is the year of the, of the world. So 987 years after the world is created, Enoch is taken up. The flood happens approximately 1656 years after creation. So that means that Enoch was taken up at approximately 60% of the way between creation and the judgment with the flood. So I give you some context of, of where he is. Now, the way that this is worded and the fact that Enoch had a good reputation means everyone noticed when he was gone. They took note. This was a strong punctuation in history. Calvin said it was not an ordinary honor which God had favored him. It was an extraordinary thing. Well, verse 23 so all the days of Enoch were 365 years. So he lived 365 years. One commentator said it's a year of years. It's, it's relatively short, though, for this day and age. Essentially, this would be like a 35-year-old today if you did the, uh, the ratios. So pretty early in his life. Now, we know that long life is a reward in the Bible. We see that quite a bit. A short time on the earth can be a reward as well. That's what we have here. You know, during this time, long life was not working out so well. They were getting really good at being evil. But Enoch's removal from this was a blessing. Matthew Henry writes this, Those whose conversation, which means life, in this world is truly holy, shall find their removal out of it truly happy. And that's the case with Enoch. So verse 24, 
And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. So when it says he was not, for God took him, it means he did not die. And we know that explicitly because of the Hebrews account. It says he did not die. Now Enoch was not the only one. Elijah also, 2 Kings chapter 2, was taken up. The same Hebrew verb for taken for Enoch is the same verb for Elijah. Now Calvin tells us we should not speculate too much about what happened to these men. Uh, He says um, we should be content with their death, that it was extraordinary, and that they were divested of their bodies for a future resurrection. Interestingly, Matthew Henry and John Gill both say that their bodies uh, went up to heaven. We're not told, and so I suppose that if the Lord really wanted us to know if that was important, he would have, he would have specified it out. So what does it mean walked with God? Well, this is a figure of speech that means God was with him in his daily life. Matthew Henry says that really what this means is that he was, in his, religious, in his religion, he had conformity to God, and he had communion with God, and he had complacency in God. In other words, contentment in God. That's another way of saying that he followed what God said, he was in communion with the Lord, and his treasure was in the Lord. So he was walking with God in that way. Now, walking with God, of course, is not just for the Old Testament. This section here in Hebrews is talking to New Testament believers about walking with the Lord. And we see in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, for we walk by faith and not by sight. So we have an exhortation here to walk with the Lord by faith. So how are you walking with the Lord Are you in conformity to his word? Are you in communion with him? Is he your treasure? Are you enjoying the friendship with Jesus in your daily life? Let's turn back to Hebrews, back to our main passage. Hebrews 11. Picking it up at, um, at verse 5. By faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death. And he was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. By the way, there's some subtle differences between these words and the words that we read in Genesis. And that's because um, at the time Hebrews was written, of course, they were using the Septuagint. And these words are, are out of the Septuagint. But they mean the same thing. So he had no physical death. Wouldn't it be wonderful if that were the case for us? I mean, essentially, God, here in this case, demonstrated that he has the power and the will to reverse the curse. So it would be wonderful if we didn't have to die a physical death, but I don't think it's something that we should expect. We are deserving of death, and we are deserving of the punishment afterwards, so we need to be thankful that we have a place to go. Speaking of a place to go, one of the very helpful things that this shows early in the scripture is that there is a place to go after death. Sometimes when you read through things like, for example, Solomon, and you, you 
you hear some of the wording, you're thinking, did they actually believe in the afterlife and the resurrection? They did, all of them. But, uh, but here is helpful to see, even early on in the scripture, it's showing an afterlife, a place to go. So Enoch helps us see that. By faith, Enoch was taken away. Notice what it doesn't say. It does not say this. By faith, Enoch raised himself up to heaven. Nor does it say, by faith, Enoch raised himself up to heaven, but couldn't quite make it, so God helped him the last little bit. No, it was God who saved him 100%. But what do we do with this part of the verse? For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Did God take him up because he pleased God? Because that's what we tend to think. There is so much in the Bible about the fact that God saves us and not we ourselves. In fact, um, Gary, I appreciate, showed that this morning from Titus that, that Rodney showed us last week. The reason that's in there so much is because we tend to get off course and we need this reminder. We, are trust, we tend to trust in ourselves. So there are some reminders here. One of the things you can do is just look at this passage and circle all the by faiths. This passage is about faith. That's the emphasis. It's not what they did. It's that what they did was done by faith. In discussing Enoch's life and his righteousness, Calvin said this on the passage. But as righteousness begins with faith, it is justly ascribed to his faith. And then I want to look at one more verse. Go back up here and look at verse uh, 2, Hebrews uh, eleven two. It's talking about faith. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. Didn't say Abel's sacrifice. It didn't say Enoch's walking with God. It didn't say Noah building the boat. It is for by it the elders obtained a good testimony. So I hope that by Enoch, we can learn that it's possible for us to walk righteously, walk with God in the midst of an evil generation and get the blessing from the Lord. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you that we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. Thank you so much for the real history in the Bible of sinners like us who will be taken up to you by faith. In Jesus' name, amen.